One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Ireland's Birth Stories, a podcast created for women to share their experiences with pregnancy and birth. My name is Cora Gernon and I've created this space to enable women to share their experiences from start to finish without feeling shy about the detail. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so through Patreon. I have attached the link on the website. So if you just visit the website, irelandsbirthstories.ie, you can then find the Patreon link there. Thank you to those that have. In this episode of A Moment With, I chat to Sue Jameson, who is the president of the Association of Lactation Consultants in Ireland. The reason I wanted to speak to Sue was to highlight the service of a lactation consultant. So primarily, I would have thought a lactation consultant is someone you pick up the phone to when you have a problem with your latch. But they offer so much more. And I'm so thankful to Sue for spending the time with me and really diving into what they have to offer. When I chat to Sue, we're talking from the perspective of a private practitioner. We didn't dive into what's on offer in the hospital service. Also, when we are chatting, it's November and it was pre-level five lockdown. So unfortunately, although we do mention the podcast, there was no in-house visits. So unless you're lucky enough to have your PHN, who's also a lactation consultant, or you're seen within the hospital environment, there'd be no face-to-face meetings, unfortunately. But I'm very grateful to Sue for spending so much time. I mean, we had a really lovely chat after the interview as well. So I hope you enjoy and gain a lot from a moment with Sue Jameson. So Sue, you must be seeing a huge increase in membership. Tell us a bit about that. 15 different disciplines represented within our membership are all also lactation practitioners but specifically IBCLCs and that's one of our big things is we are very specifically the gold standard of lactation support we have years of education behind us before we can even sit the qualification you've got to undergo 90 hours of ongoing education within the five years prior to sitting the exam and you have to have a background in allied health and if you don't you have to undertake 14 health science courses before you can become an IBCLC so we have a huge broad sweep of members who are have one thing uppermost and that is supporting women Mm. who have a stated intention to breastfeed because we know that the numbers who say they would like to and the numbers who actually achieve their own goal around breastfeeding they don't match Mm. up they don't match. So we're there to try and provide a community-based link. We have endless challenges, needless to say, yeah. in that our, 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 our qualification is not universally recognised. And people think that anybody who is a lactation consultant is automatically an IBCLC, an international board certified, but they're not. Okay. So, so the letters after the name on this one are important because they signal 
a, a long background of continuing education because we have to retake we have to demonstrate our capability every five years by undergoing ongoing education to the tune of 75 hours over five years. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't know. You never that. take your foot off the pedal. Yeah. What it does do is it keeps everybody current and up to date because there's no other way of maintaining your certification other than doing these continuing education credits. And Alki as an organization, part of our role is to provide opportunities for learning so we have a spring study day and then we usually have a two-day conference as well but sadly with COVID mm. these have all been moved online successfully I have to say we had a very very successful um, study day back in September when we would usually have our conference and we have another one lined up for March the 13th and anybody uh, who is a member of the association is welcome to attend and you don't need to be a qualified practitioner in order to be a member because we have two tiers of membership we have IBCLC members and we have others okay and so anybody can join the association and can avail of the education available available from us without necessarily carrying the letters and it's a great I think that there's other health professionals um qualifying as lactation consultants. My own public oh, yeah. health nurse is a lactation consultant, which is just incredible. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. And actually, the more cross-disciplinary work we do, the better. And the more that the disciplines out there get to know us yeah. and what we can offer, the more likely they are to stick with us. Our membership is at an all-time high, Great. which given that we've been shut down for six months from doing our normal daily practice, it's, a, it's quite amazing because people want the knowledge. They want to learn. And they want education opportunities provided. And we would always bring in an international speaker, usually in real life. This year, it will be virtually. And it's a very renowned um, psychologist who's also an IBCLC called Kathleen Kendall Tackett. Okay. And she is very specifically works in the arena of post postpartum illness and trauma. And the effects on breastfeeding. And that's what she's going to be talking to us about in March. Which is particularly relevant at the moment. Very, very relevant at the moment. Mm. And part of our role is to provide information, education and support in the community. And the difference, um, just thinking of a situation, a mother goes to a GP or any other sort of, I suppose, formal based person and asks a breastfeeding question. And the information she will get will not necessarily be the most current information and will not necessarily be impartial or evidence-based mm. because mm. it's not part of a GP's role to undertake all these extra hours of study. So what we would be seeking is that other healthcare professionals refer out to us. We are the experts. We are the people with the knowledge and we are there to help. And yes, some of our members are lucky enough to practice within the HSE arena, which means that their services are free in the community. However, for those of us who work in private practice, we're still incredibly good value because you can buy approximately an hour with a lactation consultant for the same price as a GP visit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you can also, you can claim back as well, can't you? Through Yes, you can, absolutely. Most of the health insurers make a level of repayment based on your uh, part, participation with them whatever, whatever level of a plan is there they will reimburse on that so there is a huge amount that we can offer the big thing we offer is one-to-one -one care and continuity of care because that's the one yeah. thing that comes back to us time and time again is 
we see the same person. That's why a lot of people will choose the home birth option as well. It's all about continuity of care. They're in the care of wonderful midwives from either the domiciliary teams in the hospital or in the community. And they see the same people routinely for all their antenatal care and for all their postnatal care. And they get a lot of postnatal care. And that is the area that would really make a difference in terms of lactation is that postnatal visiting where people are being seen every other day over a period of weeks, never mind days. And even just simple as a phone call, I put I myself was visited by a lactation consultant. It was those those phone calls, the weeks and days afterwards yeah. were so right. important and valuable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The follow up, the follow up. And the fact that we have an international cohort that we can dip into. So if I come across a client with an interesting and different case with their permission, I can throw it out to a worldwide group of yeah, lactation yeah. consultants in private practice and say, has anybody come across this before? What did you do? How did you manage it? Have you any pearls of wisdom for me? And the hive mind never lets me down. We have never failed to find a resource for a mother, even if it's not on necessarily in this island or even in Europe. And can I ask, so you mentioned that there's a difference between those yeah. who want to breastfeed and those who, who, act, who are. So why do you think that is? Well, lots of people signal an intention and say, I'd like to, or I'd like to try to breastfeed, or if it works out for me, I'll give it a go. And we're very, very good on antenatal education. Most women are reasonably well prepared for what's going to happen to them when they go in to birth their baby and in the early hours thereafter. However, they're very under-supported in the arena of lactation. So when a problem comes along, a lot of them will be offered as a first choice, some alternative milk. Whereas in fact, the mother's own milk is the most appropriate food for her infant and being shown how to overcome some of the challenges of early days breastfeeding, it takes time and it takes expertise. And lots of our wonderful midwifery colleagues do have the expertise, but they may not have the time. And then there's another cohort of people who have the time, but don't have the expertise. So, um, really what we'd be looking for is an increased um, availability of people with both time and expertise because the one without the other isn't effective. Being being sent home after 24 hours before milk has even come in proper, you're still colostrum feeding, you still have no idea what's coming down the tracks because your information around pregnancy and birth stops at birth. And there's very little, most, most of us, and I would include yeah. myself in this, we don't think one minute beyond the birth because all we want to do is to survive the birth and have a happy baby and a healthy baby at the end of it. And we really don't imagine that actually the rest of our life starts from tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And it's quite shocking, uh, like those postpartum days. Yeah. It's profoundly shocking and particularly for the very well-informed cohort of women. And not just women, all all pregnant people and their partners mm -hmm. are profoundly affected by those early days after their babies arrive because they haven't, they're not adequately, it's not they're not adequately prepared. We do our best to prepare mm -hmm. them, but they're not in a position to utilize that information because their brain is geared to birthing a baby, not what comes afterwards. And then and somebody needs to pick them up in those early days, not in the early hours, in the early days. They need daily visits for a week is what they really need. Because when you look back to 
ye olden days when I had my babies, which was the early 80s, we were in hospital for five nights or even six nights if you were if you were, and I use the word advisedly, attempting to breastfeed because we were very few and far between. But for those of us who were attempting to breastfeed, we were kept in for a whole week until our milk came in, until we had learned the skills of breastfeeding. And even if we weren't taught them, we learned them by experience and by doing, knowing that we were supported by the staff. And the staff ratio, of course, was much higher as well. So unfortunately, we have lower staff ratios now and more people who want to breastfeed. And those two figures just don't marry up at all. And sending them home early is a lovely thing to do, provided there's backup. If there's no backup, I can't imagine anything worse than being dispatched home after 24 hours with nobody to mind you. No, I, I completely agree. And it, as we said, it's really shocking. So if I was a first time mum, which I've, we've been there yeah. and you come home and your milk starts coming in and you're totally unprepared, what can I do to make sure as a first time, as a pregnant woman and I'm going to my baby next week, how can I make okay. sure that I'm prepared? Well, the first thing you can do is if you choose to go the private care route, you contact a lactation consultant from the Association of Lactation Consultants. There's a list there of all the people working in private practice and you make an appointment and you have an antenatal visit. So before your baby is okay. born, you talk to the person who's going to look after you after your baby is born. So you build a rapport. Normally I would do an antenatal class about two weeks before the baby's due. And then I'll follow the person up immediately. Their baby is born. I'll ring them in the hospital or they'll ring me and we'll make a plan. And that will involve me going to see them at the moment. It doesn't involve me going to see them because I am diabetic and therefore I can't do home visits at the moment, but I can do Zoom calls and I do lots of telephone support and I refer out to my colleagues who are doing home visits so there are a cohort of people who are doing the home visits still. And there's others who work in a clinic setting who are seeing people as well. And there are, as you said yourself, IBCLC public health nurses who are able mm -hmm. to make an appointment. But what's missing is the continuity of being able to, to talk to that person. Now, you can talk to your public health nurse every day if you wish, but most people feel that that's a burden on the system. They don't want to do that. They'd much rather talk to somebody who isn't part of that level of care. The other group of people who are there and who do absolutely sterling work are the three voluntary groups. So we have Quidju, La Leche League and Friends of Breastfeeding. And they're all, they all get a small subvention from the HSE in order to provide community-based support. And that is a completely volunteer-led groups. There are no... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Paid employees in any of those three groups, and they all provide every single week a meetup, a forum. At the moment, they're online, but every single branch within reason of Quidji, Lelechi League, and Friends of Breastfeeding have something happening around the country. And the information can be accessed either directly from the organization's website or on the HSE's My Child Under Breastfeeding Support. Okay, I'll put all the links on to on this the notes in this episode. Yeah. So if I if we had our antenatal appointment and I said, okay, I want to breastfeed, and then um you would visit me or we do our Zoom call then if yes. whatever, yes. one or two days postpartum. Yes. So then yeah. what would we do from there? From there we offer Um, any version of care that the parent wishes to do so sometimes it's continuing zoom calls sometimes it's phone calls in general we won't charge for phone follow-up if we do an actual in-person follow-up there'll be a much lesser charge because our initial visiting fee if we're doing a full debrief of the birth as well which we would always do you know we we offer that facility as well so that the the parents can tell us their story and tell us what was okay about their experience, maybe what was less okay. And we talk about why that might have been and the avenues that are open to them to talk to people within the hospital setting about what happened to them if it wasn't what they hoped it would be. And then I, I pick them up from there and we we look at how they think things are going. Because sometimes they think things are going badly and I think they're going great. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so sometimes it's about matching expectations with reality. Because the reality of a newborn is that they wake a lot of hours on the hour during the day and the night and they're looking for food and they are not starving. They are not hungry babies. They are normal infants with tummies the size of a walnut. Mm. And I think a lot of people, there's the inclination is to think if your baby's not downing 50 mils of something that it's underfed, but there is no science to support that one. And the science supports little and often. Yeah. So breastfeeding is the most obvious little and often as the milk supply builds. And as the milk supply builds over the first three to five days, the volumes come up, the feeds 
get more efficient. Babies are well fed. And all I ever ask the parents is to tell me what's coming out the other end, because I can do a full feeding assessment on color and nature of what the baby puts out the other end. And we'll also look at the baby to make sure that they are looking good, their color is good, their body tone is good. And we'll also look at the mom and make sure that um, she isn't suffering from soreness or her nipples aren't being damaged. Or if, it's, if it is uh, a parent who is now female but didn't identify as female at birth, we can show them techniques for chest feeding and using alternative feeding devices. And we're all skilled in that area. So we can give everybody an experience of breastfeeding even if it isn't how they imagined it was breast, breastfeeding might be for them, we there is nobody that we can't provide an experience of breastfeeding for, which allows them to feel sort of fulfilled that mm, they've done yeah, this thing lovely. that was so yeah. important to them. And for some parents, that means none of their own milk at all. And in my experience, that has never been a stumbling block. If somebody wants to feed mm. at the breast or chest, we can do this. We can We can facilitate this because we have the time. And what's what's lovely to hear from you is that it's and I think a, a lot of people will benefit from it is that you're not just there to fix a latch. It's the oh, no. much broader picture. Oh, no, no, we're there to provide whole family support. Yeah. And you look at the baby, um, not, you know, it's not just about, you know, mouth to boot. No, no, that, no. There's a lot more to it's, it. It's actually rarely about that, because that's why people call us. People call us with a perceived breastfeeding thing and often when we get there we find out it's totally something else yeah like that the baby is very twisted that the baby has torticollis that the baby is very shell-shocked after birth and isn't able to do what we'd like it to do so we have to work our way and make alternative plans in the meantime while we're getting that baby ready we had a woman visited our support group on wednesday who was fully breastfeeding at eight weeks and who'd been fully bottle feeding for the first three weeks Okay. So in the five weeks from week three to week eight, she had turned her situation around 100%. And she did it by herself mm. with minimal support, with just an odd phone call to say, how's things this week? How you doing? And would you like to come, drop in on Wednesday and tell us your story? And and she did. Brilliant. God, if that's what you she know, wants, so it's massive success for her. Massive. Huge. Ma and actually, we don't like to talk in terms of success or failure because that's very success is equally judgmental as failure. OK, so what we talk about is an experience of breastfeeding. So did the experience of breastfeeding measure up to how you hoped it would be? Or was it suboptimal? Was it less than what you hoped for? In what way was it less? What was missing? What did you not like about it? What can we fix? Maybe there's nothing we can fix. Maybe you just plain old didn't like breastfeeding. So let's talk about what else is available to you. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. And we yeah. also, people also think that because we're the boob fairies, that that's all we do. But actually we don't, we are infant feeding people. We can do lots more. We've got lots of information about alternative feeding methods, about how to feed alternative milks um, in a way that is more preferential for the baby so we teach the technique we teach technique called paste bottle feeding where parents are shown how to regulate well the baby does it actually we show parents how to let the baby regulate their own feeding okay interesting yeah and we at, at the moment we have a huge cohort of absolutely wonderful willing and eager public health nurses both students and practitioners who are just dying to get out there um I was talking to them 
the other week in UCD because I did a little module on communication because it's 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 how we give information, not the information. Mm -hmm. And it's never about advice. So I I look at communication and how we give the information and how the mother or the father or whoever or the our granny can take it or leave it. We never say you should do anything. We say, have you considered the following? Or could you see yourself doing X, Y, and Z? And the subtle change in language makes a world, world of difference, difference to what yeah. parents hear. Yeah. So could you consider giving your baby some extra milk, maybe using a syringe if you're very dead set against a bottle? Could you, could you consider that? Not your baby's starving, you should give it a bottle. Mm. You know, there are ways of getting to the same result in 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 ways that are less threatening and more accepting. And we as a as a profession, we would always try and avoid the advice type scenario, because if we give advice and if the people don't act on it, then they're afraid to talk to us again because they feel they've let us down. You know, that lovely woman gave me all this advice and I didn't do any of it. So now I don't want to talk to her again. Whereas if we just lay out a menu of choices, then when we go back to them, we can say, did any of those things make a difference? Did you did you try any of the things that we talked about? And she'll say, yeah, I did. I tried that paste thing. And no, it wasn't really for me. So I just kept on breastfeeding. And now I've sort of getting the hang of it. And it's a lot more uh, receptive to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about opening doors. It's yeah. all about opening doors. And I always say my closing slide on my communications bits and pieces is the same. And it's a quote from Maya Angelou. And that is that people will forget what you've said. They'll forget what you've done, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm, that's lovely. I'm just going to scribble that in. Yeah. So you'll get it. It's uh, Maya, Maya Angelou. And it is just the most wonderful thing. Because when you plant that seed with the professional people who are going into the homes is to always remember Maya Angelou, always remember these people will never forget how you made them feel. It's especially true on the negative. Oh yeah. On the negative, it is absolutely true. On the positive, you might need to remind them at some time in the future what they said back to you at that time. But when it's negative, they remember forever and ever. I talked to women whose babies were born when mine were born 30 plus years ago, and they can remember things mm -hmm. that were said to them, whereas they won't remember the nice things. But my goodness me, they remember the negatives. And if we can avoid using negative terminology, negative language, like starving, starving and scrawny and, you know, nasty, nasty, judgmental words, which do not improve our ability to communicate with a parent in any way. Whereas if we're just looking at the baby and saying, yeah, your baby's looking like they might like some food now. Do you see what he's doing? He's turning his head. You, you know, it's totally different from saying that baby's starving. We'll have to give it a bottle. Now yeah. we may end up giving the bottle, but we're not going there first. We're going through the feeding cues and what the baby is signaling and how are we going to meet these needs? And has she any suggestions? So it's definitely a two-way conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's absolutely. We take our guidance from the parents. We don't go in there to do something. Sometimes we might have in our mind that we might be going in there to do something, but actually it never turns out like that. It's always, a, a, it's always reacting mm. to the input from the parents and saying, I get the feeling you don't really want to go with this in the way that I've described. How do you see yourself getting through this? And just giving them 
those options all the time um, of being able to change their mind. They have to be able to change their mind and they have to be able to call you up in three days time and say, thank you so much for all the time you spent with me. It was really interesting. However, I'm just not sure that this is the way I want to go right now. And we go, well, great. Absolutely. You've, you've had some time to think. So let's not shut any doors. Let's deal with the situation that you're presenting with here and now. And we'll talk again in a few days time. So we're never all or nothing. We're never, well, you have to either breastfeed or bottle feed. You don't, you can do bits of anything you please. What we want for people is to have an experience that measures up to their expectations. It'll be great for women to hear this. You just, who just think that lactation consultants is all about breastfeeding. And that's probably why the phone call no. is made because it's just not. No. And even actually, even the uh, support groups, Quidju is a parent support group first and foremost. So they're there to listen and to provide information on general parenting as well. Um, they have other groups specifically for mothers who are not breastfeeding. And we, but the breastfeeding support group is for people who either are in however that looks to them. They may mm -hmm. not be babies at the breast, but they are in their heads. They are breastfeeding parents. So we, that's how we treat them. And we also have people who are coming just to find out because they're pregnant and they want to just find out what goes on at these support meetings. Is it all talking about breasts and everything? And in fact, last week they were treated to wonderful discussions initiated by, by the parents, not by the breastfeeding counsellors who were there on all aspects of parenting. They were asking questions about, you know, further on down the road and how did people cope? Because they were all, when you have a newborn, you start having this kind of fear of the future. How am I going mm -hmm. to cope when this happens, when that happens? I don't know if I'll be able for this. And we try and bring them back to where they are and to talk about the experience that they're having right now, that they're only going to get it once. If it's your this first- true, could you, is it? Yes. Great, okay. Um, now, La Leche League would be doing something similar. However, their focus would be around breastfeeding but they also will talk about parenting as well. And friends are breastfeeding much the same because they're all parents, all yeah. the women and the others. Anybody running a group on behalf of one of the organizations has, has a bank of knowledge because they're all trained as peer supporters. So there's no, there's no just groups of people coming together to talk. There's always some degree of moderation there. So I'm the moderator for the Dublin Southwest would you group at the moment and okay. there's a team of moderators from literally looking after their meetings and the same for friends of breastfeeding sue thank you so much for giving me your time and sharing your knowledge i know it'll be beneficial to a lot of people so i really appreciate it and i will make sure to link everything that we've spoken about um how people can contact you alki and all those support groups that we did speak about as well so thank you again not at I'm all soon I, enjoy your evening you too i hope you enjoyed this episode of a moment with the next episode will be available on patreon on the 19th of march and it will then be available across all podcast platforms on the 24th of march i look forward to bringing you another episode ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.